This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Spears and Steinberg. You know what the fuck it is. Aries and Andy. You and the jerk. You know what's time to get this work. The real raw, gutter, uncut cocaine. No political corrections. Always sleep. Fuck being awoke. We discuss politics and jokes. We lick. There's levels to this shit. Before you were sucking on your mama's tits. Airy Spears don't give a fuck. We talk about race a lot. Racism. Sexism. Much love to my loyal bitch bag holders. Rollers, clip loaders. We got them in the folders. The whole world on our shoulders. Spears and Steinberg. Yeah! Run up and get touched up. Suicide. <laughs> and all of y'all know my style. From Phoenix, Arizona, five nine, Andy Steinberg. From New York City, New York, 511, Aries Spears. From Phoenix, Arizona, 510, at center, O-Steve. If, if this was actually the NBA, though, yes. I'm six foot. That's what they would list me at. Really? Yeah. Don't you know they always list everybody taller than they are in the NBA? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. You're 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 six one, six two. I'm six six, nigga. <laughs> Jordan's height. Uh, oh shit! I didn't. It wasn't recording. That's hilarious. But it was recording on that. All right. Go ahead. No, Wait. it's re- it's recording. I just wanted to go. Oh, Aries. <laughs> oh, you were fucking with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Fuck. No. Oh no! This is my punishment. This is what I just a bit outside, dude. I know Cleveland. You say that it's not true, but they all sound wet as fuck, I, nigga. It's my ass that they're coming through. It's a dry rub, dude. I'm telling you. You just saying that because it's got that. Yeah, it. it has that sound. No, no, no. It's a moisture sound without the moisture. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thought that pussy was wet it, because it was making a moisture sound, but that shit was dry. No, you, pussy's different, dog. dog. That's a different <laughs> chemical balance. <laughs> different pH? Yeah, that's a... Trust me, I know all the chemicals, nigga. Nah, I don't fuck some, some, some desert pussy, nigga. I don't fuck some desert pussy. But have you ever fucked desert pussy in the desert? No, but it wouldn't be dry because it'd be wet from humidity. Okay. Yeah. 
Hello, ladies, to the podcast. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Jeremy White. Uh, God. Hello, Aries. I'm a huge fan of you, Baltimore, Maryland. I've heard your views on God and suffering on your podcast. I want to share this info with you in the link below. Hopefully, this will help. If you have any further questions, please feel free to ask me. Jeremy. He sends me a link. I'll check it out, Jeremy. Oh, you're going to check it out later? Yeah, later. Okay. You know what? I just want to say this because we forgot. Because mm-hmm. we did these out of order because of the uh, the uh, yesterday's uh, mm-hmm. pod, which is with the uh, pastor. Yes. But we didn't. The pastor. Pastor. So no, you said pastor. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I it's the old motherfuckers is laying out the rest. Dressed. Yeah. And some yeah. cows are going to come by. Mm. Uh, but we didn't bring up James Kahn and uh, Polly Walnuts. Oh. So I just want, I wanted to, before we got too far to. Yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, somebody, you know, Andy said something very interesting. We were driving to the club. And I was like, yo, you realize like Pauly Walnuts, Ray Liotta, and James Kahn died three gangsters. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Death really comes in threes. And then he goes, death comes in tens, too, if you open up the books. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. Why does death come in threes? It's like, dude, death comes in tens. <laughs> comes in any number. Motherfuckers die every day. Um, <clears throat> James Conn, man. Holy shit. Uh, so he, even when they shot Godfather, he's older than Pacino. Right? Yeah, I think so. They're about they're they're close to the same age, but uh, maybe <clears throat> maybe a few years. And Paulie Walnuts, he looked frail, man. He looked bad at the at the end. He did. Yeah. He looked like he was he wasn't doing well. Yeah. I w- do you you don't do you want me to get his real name? Why you Tony Cicero? Tony Cicero. Come there. on, man, don't fuck with me. Okay, there you, you go. You know I'm a Sopranos nigga. But Paulie Walnuts, he he probably has the best gangster name. Paulie Walnuts. Yeah, and that's all he ever played was gangsters. Yeah, he like he never played anything else. Hey, boy, we're going to fucking heaven. Got to a spot here at the fucking heaven. It's not like the Bada Bing. I mean, the angels, they got, they're covered up. They don't got the tits and nipples showing, but it's pretty fucking cool in here. Well, right. uh, how would you have him play a surgeon, though? He, he, that's what his character what, right, looks like. Right. Yeah, it's not going to... With that hair. The hair and the whole thing. This yeah. guy, you know, this guy's dying. I can't say yeah. him. What, I don't, I, I, you know. <laughs> um, Akil Kadash. Uh, sup, A&A. When you guys disagree about white people being naturally into doing evil slash bad shit. I used to agree with Andy, all races do it and have done historical. <clears throat> but I recently changed my mind and now agree with Aries. A preemptive hush your gums to Andy before he jumps in to tell me I'm wrong or come with his catchphrase, wait, hold now, that's not what I said. Yes, all people do bad shit, but I feel like only white people do it for fun. <laughs> Seems like they get off on malicious shit for the, it's not even the action. It's like enjoyment comes from knowing it's detrimental to others or even nature. But when people who aren't allergic to the sun do shit, it's done due to being victim of circumstances created by you know who. Even historically, before the rhythmic retards global fuckery, when tribes did cultural fuck shit, they did it in believing it was for a greater good, a benefit for the people. A human sacrifice is a misguided attempt to please God, spirits, nature. When whites did it, it seemed like it was for selfish reasons. To quote the GOAT DMX, there's a difference between doing wrong and being wrong. Black people just ain't got that same grievous gene 
Look at how even all the evil shit black people have been through. We only have we we have only ever asked for justice, equality and acknowledgement, not revenge. Question. Give me your first initial gut feeling. No overanalyzing. If things were reversed, Africans scratch that. If any non-whites were to canalize, 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 colonial. I can't say it. You know, like colonize. colonize. Yeah. Yeah. This nigga wrote colonize. Uh, The world instead of the Europeans. Do you think the world would be the equally as bad? Mm, mm, mm. Y'all niggas make my throat hurt. I think we would have the same amount of issues, just different ones. Like black features will be the standard of beauty, but women will be getting ass reductions to be exotic. R. Kelly wouldn't be locked up because he had a better education, learn how to read, being able to have a conversation with grown women, or not just munch out the back of a little kid's ass. Downside is he would be just Robert Kelly and never made them hits. MJ still become the goat because the man will do the man will the man will to dominate is written in every multiverse only difference is when his dad dies he retires to take his place as an African king only getting three rings coming to America never gets made instead it's coming to Africa starring Louis Anderson fighting the one gay guy in Wakanda He's being funny, I think, at the end. Yeah, yeah, I know. So it was, just, it was an attempt. Okay. Dude, it's You're not supposed to put a lot of thought into it. Or I'm not supposed to. I'm just supposed to comment on it. It's, you, you can put all the thought you want into it. He should have put a lot of thought in writing this. He uh, makes good points. He makes some good points. It's hard. Maybe because I'm reading it. And you're the passenger looking out the window. I'm the one having to look at street signs and turns and signals. <laughs> yeah. With fucking a mask on. Jesus. Throughout history, there's been power. How about this? I'll say it this way, and this will be the easiest way I can say it. Throughout history, the people that have been in power have always run over everyone else. And that's the reason why all those people never stay in power, and usually it falls apart at some point. So to, to answer what I've said the whole time is power the power structure is what causes this and all people are capable of this. I'm, but I'm not denying some of the things that he said, I, I, but I stick with the, any, any power structure where you have absolute power, <clears throat> it will devolve into what we see. Right. Okay. And if you don't fix it, then you end up disappearing. That's, that's really it. All right. Uh, Alejandro Gilmore. First time emailer. Welcome. Hello, Aries and Andy. I've been listening for about seven months now and been enjoying the hell out of the podcast and been binge listening ever since. You guys are the funniest OGs. I know and really appreciate everything you guys talk about from movies, politics, and music. One thing I do want to mention is that Aries talks about how there are no good rappers of the current generation, but I would disagree with about 80%, 80%, just to name two, Pop Smoke and Juice World. Uh, specifically Juice World, who has one of the most talented in the current, well, in the current 
especially Juice World, who was one of the most talented in the current, who always spit bars from the dome, which also include his music and freestyle. There's a video on YouTube where here freestyle for a whole for a whole hour off the dome, nonstop, and also changes flow during it. Try to read it like with your rap cadence and see if that changes it. Try to do it in a cadence. A rap? Yeah, a rap. So maybe that will <clears throat> sound better. Um, it's kind of hard to do it in cadence like that if nothing rhymes. Yeah, and well, yeah. Drop, that, but you can put the bars in, but put the rhymes in, then re- redo it for him. Dance, nigga, dance. No, no, I just know, I, I know you have the skill I'm level to do it. I'm fucking with you. Because um, <clears throat> uh, he's talking about bars, so. Yeah, I, 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 no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah it would take more time yeah. for to do that. Um, there's a, um, See, I'm just too used to you dropping your DMX on everybody. Yeah, but um, but enough about that. Stay breezy, Aries and Andy. P.S. It's my 21st birthday, but also just found out my girlfriend's pregnant. So big day. Oh, congratulations, brother. Happy birthday. What a package you just got. What a what? What a package you just got. You said package. Package. Uh, a present. I know, but you said package. Okay, well. Andy talks like you niggas right. <laughs> I, maybe, maybe I'm catching it. Maybe I caught it. Oh my god! This is a different. Okay, Alejandro Zapata. God damn. Okay, <clears throat> two Alejandros. Yo, Aries, please read. What's going on, guys? I saw you both live in New Brunswick almost two months ago. You guys were funny as fuck and very friendly. When the show was over, this is my second time writing in and hopefully it actually gets read this time. I'm about to find Ronald Williams, new wife, seduce her and fuck her just so she, so he can beat her up and get locked up again. Damn. Just so I, I don't have to hear you guys read his emails again. I saw mayor of Kingstown and the only problem I had was that he is probably going to end up with that bird bitch prostitute instead of the district attorney. She might be younger and better looking, but she is damaged goods. And my man is going to try to be Captain Saverho. If you read my other email off air, I think that was him. Are you the same, Alejandro? I still think Andy is interesting enough to be interviewed by Vlad. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work. <clears throat> P.S. I bought a shirt from you and Andy. I wore the McDonald's shirt to Walmart and a white dude said to me, hey, you know, McDonald's is spelled wrong. Then he asked me if that was Ice Cube. And I said no. Then he asked if I was racist. Then he asked me if I was racist. I asked him, is it? Uh, And he got confused. Truthfully, I thought he was a little McDonald's himself. (laughs) So I I ain't said nothing else. Oh, and then he sent the pic. Okay. Yeah, brother. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I don't think... uh, Vlad Vlad does interviews with people who uh, people want to see. No one wants to see. It's not, that, it's not that nobody wants to see it. You just aren't. I'm not famous. Na- yeah. yeah, I'm not but a don't name. say that nobody wants to see you. Don't devalue yourself, brother. No one want. If, if you don't know me, why would you want to see me? For the same reason that people see people who they don't know to begin with. I, it, there's a beginning. Yeah, but you... It need, has to start somewhere. But Vlad needs people that already have started. You see this white deprecation? Boy, yeah, that's it's not self-deprecation. It is, it is, it's, it is. It's the reality of the business. Okay. The reality of the business is before you become famous, you're not. So you got to become famous. Right. Like, so that's to start somewhere. You know, like we watched The Offer and they didn't want to give Al Pacino the part. I'm, I'm Al Pacino and uh, the, the uh, 
the whatever Vlad is uh, the head of the studio. How did it turn out? It turned out good because you right, got then. on it. But, all right, then. But there ain't no one. All there ain't right, no then. One, all right, then. There is no, no buts. No. All right, then. Yeah. Damn it. Like a coach, nigga. Let me see your war fights. Randfoots. Randfoots here. Writing to inform you niggas that I've been in the cabin devising plans on insurrection. Just wanted to let you all know I am still here. I am still listening. It was just a lot going on. And then he puts a comma. See, this is what I like. People that know how to write. Thank you, Ran. The slave nigga is the most articulate in the bunch. Uh, my good friend Shamor can tell you, LOL. Just settling into a new home for me and my family puts a period, a proud moment for your boy, comma, who was born and raised in the projects, period. For all the new listeners, keep this podcast growing, comma, into my nigga Roland, Ronald, comma, praying for you, my nigga, comma, it gets rough, period. Aries and Andy, keep up the good work, my niggas, period. Thank you, dog. I don't have a fucking migraine. And <laughs> uh, nice email. It was very nice. nice email. And when you when you write it right, I can read it right, and I don't look like a fucking idiot. And I don't have to feel your agitation coming off your body. Man. <laughs> Some of y'all write like my nut hairs all over the place. You you don't you don't keep that shit trimmed? Nah, my shit. Fuck that. You got a nest? I got Donald Trump's dome, nigga, on my <laughs> ball sack. <laughs> oh. It's never been done. It's never, never been done. <laughs> uh, Devin Johnson. Uh, is that you? Ding. No, no, no. It must have been you. It's you. It's me? It was you. Oh. Is hey. it? Or, or it could be the iPad, I guess. Oh. Hey, Aries and Andy. It's DJ with your next move. Oh, oh no, this is the nigga. This is the creative nigga. Damn. This is DJ with your next move. Here's a preview. Andy is a respected restaurant owner and has been breaking records for the best food ideas. I like it. Aries is a college basketball coach that treats his team to a dinner at Andy's restaurant. I like it. The movie starts with Aries ordering the Jordan Game Six meal, compromised of six chicken strips, chicken tenders, and the restaurant and sees his rival team, the D-Ray Davis Dicks. The movie plays out with Aries, with Aries wins championships with his team, Aries Cox. Meanwhile, you stop liking it, huh? <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, Andy is- I still like it, but it's, it's you know, the, we, we got to work on the name. Okay. Andy is giving him insight throughout the season and has a big celebration for Aries winning and invites the coach and all teams. D-Ray is still mad from losing and says, my dicks are better than your cocks. Aries' favorite line of the movie is, when you cock the ball back, come into the shot and let it fly. You clocks should know that. LOL. Preview over. Anyway, thanks. Naish for believe in the professor. Ex-Lego joke. I, I, I think the uh, first... Four sentences. There's, there's, there's something. There's promising. something there. Yeah, yeah. These niggas' movies ain't too good. Um. Okay. Uh, what, what, what is the food that I make? Had so much power in it. Mm -hmm. 
that it led you to to the championship over the you're the are you over the dicks? That means championship over the dicks. Yeah. What what what's the food? I don't know. Well, six. I was thinking for you. Right. This would this would be because uh, I know how you eat. So I think it would be grits with six shrimp underneath a mm. layer of cheese. I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that. Told me to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, <clears throat> Angel Afaro, watch Artie Lang nigga nigga joke on YouTube. I wanted to hear you and Andy's opinion on this clip of Artie Lang on the N word. If you guys could play it and talk about it on Thursday's emails, I would like to hear your opinions. Is this the one about the basketball? Yeah, yeah. You told me this joke. Funny. It's it's Fucking very funny. funny. Funny, but it, it's funny also because this is where comedy and context are very important because there is no, it, it isn't him using it in any way that is to be demeaning, to be uh, from a past, right. from anything. It is in that moment. And that's mm. what my joke is. It's in a moment that it isn't anything felt in any way whatsoever other than right. the word itself. Right. Uh, but but this is that but that's a really that's a I have you seen it though? I, I I've never seen it, but you tell it uh I kinda, to perfection. I, I I would love to I, I kind of want to pull it up. I, I mean I he just Yeah, no, I, <clears throat> I know we don't need to. Go ahead. But we maybe maybe you know what? You should keep some of these emails like that where it's about a video or something. Maybe we should have an episode when, when we go through these videos. Well, maybe we could play that instead of the music guest. Yeah, maybe have Steve played. Yeah, that. yeah, that might be a good idea. Yeah, uh, okay. Um, Dave Ban, Aries the singer, the new Gemma. Dear Aries and Andy, aka the Jew and the Jerk, the Jew and the Joik. Uh, Aries, I've been a fan of yours since your guest spot on a different world. And Andy, you're growing on me. LOL. I have a couple of questions, <clears throat> but I just wanted to chime in on a couple of things. First, to follow up from about a week ago as I'm writing this, on the ranking of female Mad TV actresses at their prime. My personal top three is Alex Bornstein at three, Deborah Wilson at two, Nicole Parker at one. Nicole Parker? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, also, John Sally tried to get big in the mid-2000s. He took over Steve Harvey's radio show and failed miserably, in part because he was trying to fill big shoes that was plenty. Uh, that was pretty much the end until that disastrous Bad Boy spinoff, L.A.'s Finest. I didn't even know that existed. Anyway, my first question is about Gemma. I think I know someone who will knock her off her perch for you, big man. There's a wrestler, fighter, singer named Nikita Lyons who's blowing up in the wrestling scene. It's an easy Google, but here's her IG for you to pursue. Uh, my second question is about your voice. I was listening to your No Sex in the Champagne Room parody for Mad TV with Phil Lamar. No blacks on the TV screen. Great work, by the way. 
And it made me wonder if you ever thought of branching off into music the way Jamie Foxx did. I could easily see your CD in the racks at Sam Goody in the early 2000s and beyond. Thank you for taking the time. Keep up the laughs and discussions coming. Brent from the LBC. Uh, yeah, man, that's a fantasy that I've always had. Uh, but I know I'm no singer. You know, I I, I, I don't fool myself. Oh, is this your self-deprecation? Is this the is this No, it's you? truth. It's no, truth. No. I'm not a singer, dude. I'm not. It, so are a lot of people that have hit songs, not singers either. They, they have a oh, well, creative I'm just ability. going for the money grab and some some scamming you. No, but but you have a skill level. Whether you think that it's it rises to the to the level that you would hold yourself to, uh, on the same category or same height as uh, some of the best singers is what you always would want to hold yourself to. Right. But that's but there's a lot of people that are have can put out a good song, sound good, and not necessarily be that on that level. There's nothing wrong with that level, though. Keith Sweat has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot of you. You have a skill level, though, that you don't admit. You do have a, a skill right. level, and you 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 sing. You said you don't have a voice. Your voice is decent, and you when you drop bars just to do if for fun, you're good at it. So if you put time in it, you could do it. I was just trying not to be vain and be on my own dick. I'm a genius. <laughs> You could do it. You don't. You choose not to, though, because I, I don't think that you it would reach right. the standard that you would hold yourself to. Right. Okay. It's better when other people say that. Um, I'm gonna go Jew on Jew crime. Uh, this is from Corey J. Jew on Jew crime. What's up? I'm representing the San Francisco badge holders. Oh. Uh. Okay, first time emailing, but have been listening since you appeared on Drink Champs. This question is more for Andy. We always hear about black-on-black crime, white-on-white crime. Is there Jew-on-Jew crime? Thanks for reading. Yeah, it's when two Jews fight over a a bagel, and they lock noses, and it's like a sword fight, but with their noses. There there was an old joke where it was, uh, how did copper wire get invented? How did copper wire get invented? Yeah, two Jews fighting over a penny. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yes, of course, there's Jew on Jew crime. Uh, and Jews do fight with each other. I, ha- I, 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 God, I don't, I don't believe I'm going to say this on this podcast because it's, uh, I-, I told Jew in confidence about this because it just happened recently. But yeah, there, there's some, there's some Jew on Jew crime where I was on a flight and uh, there were some uh, aesthetic Jews on the plane that were irritating me. And uh, so, yes, I felt like I could have partaken in some Jew on Jew crime at that moment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is. Of course there is. I, I, proximity, proximity. Can you say that word for me? Proximity. Is a, a reason that crimes are committed. So, yes, of course. <sighs> I can't say words, man. What a waste of white skin. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to try it on? <laughs> Not yours, nigga. It hasn't given me anything. Oh, man. Uh, PG Jane Elliott. Hey, guys, this comment is based on the Hustle episode. I think it's nonsense when Jane Elliott says give reparations to Native Americans first. I think they have reparations because they were given land in many casinos based on their land. Here's something I never hear people talk about. Slave owners receive reparations. They were given 300 for each slave they own 
300 back then equals to more than $10,000 now. Also, Japanese Americans were given reparations and got an apology from Ronald Reagan for their incarceration during World War II. Uh, they were given $20,000 each. I think this was in 1988. Uh, Jews were also given reparations by Germany, but that's another country, so it doesn't count. What does count is the $12 million that was approved for them to get back in 2013. The Obama administration approved a five-year aid to survivors. There were about 150,000 survivors living below the poverty line, age 65 plus. If I'm not mistaken, I think it only went to them, which will help their families generate wealth. I think the time has passed for reparations because there's a lot of people who are black and come off come from different countries in America. The only way it can work if it is if it's worded in a way where it goes to every black person for the trickle down effect it has caused from separating families to Africa to slaves in the Caribbean countries. They would need to be paid out by multiple countries like France, Spain and the United States. Oh, by the way, go watch them since we're on this topic piece. You look puzzled. Yeah, because he he brought up countries. The United States is one, but you also have to understand the Dutch are part of this. Uh, uh, Brazil's part of this. There's a, there's a lot more countries that have a deeper root into this than uh, you just mentioned. Um, that's why I that's why I said from Jim Crow there because you can you can pinpoint exactly who you know who they are. There was census. There's names. Uh, names weren't changed. You can get to, you can, you can service uh, this. Um, what words do I want to use here? You can, you can actually pay out however you, see, when I said this, it's not always just about a check too. You could also make all, all the children from that uh, time period from uh, uh, Jim Crow. You can give them free college. They can get grants and they should be able to, they could go to college. There's different ways to do this, not just an out and out check. And I'm not saying an out and out check isn't isn't proper as well. I'm just saying there's more to this. Uh, and it's about accumulating wealth, not just giving wealth. Uh, because if you put people through college and they can and, and they can move in that direction, then there's more wealth that could be uh accumulated. I I I just think that this is a short-sighted way of looking at things a lot of times when you say you can't. And as far as the Native American Indian, uh, which is supposed to be called the First Nation, uh, not all tribes got a casino. Not all tribes get that money. There are some very poor tribes in this country. So I do understand what she was saying. Uh, I just think that with uh, uh, with some thought and some effort, this could be done correctly but i also did bring up when we did talk about this there is a a, a worldwide need to uh, have reparations for what happened in it. dispersing this is a nice way this is i hate that i'm going to say this for stealing black people from africa and bringing them to other countries that's a better way that i can say it that, and that's worldwide then there there's many countries that should be taking part in that i know some niggas out of baltimore detroit that in terms of reparations would just be happy with uh, chicken wings and free crab legs for life. <laughs> that the Merlin crabs? That the Merlin. That's from the Lexington market. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, 
switch it up a little bit. Austin Wheeler, Marvel question. What's cracking, Double A? I hope you remember me from my previous emails that I've sent in after a few drinks because I write in when I think of something while listening to you too. But I have a question. Obviously, LOL. Do you think other superheroes would have gotten the same reaction if they told the city they were in that they were who they are? Like when Tony Stark told everyone he was Iron Man, would Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Peter Parker, even though he didn't tell New York that he was Spider-Man but got exposed by Mysterio, do you think they would have been accepted and loved or was it just Tony because of how flashy he was? Keep up the good work. Love the podcast and always stay breezy. Awesome. I think it's because of how flashy he was. They were willing to accept him as a billionaire superhero man. You think of so you think of if uh Bruce Wayne exposed himself, they'd accept him too. No, no, because he, and he doesn't have any superpowers to defend himself with either. Yeah, he's got all the gadgets he needs at the exact moment he needs them. Yeah, but they, they he's also considered an anti-hero in a way. Right. So no. No well, could you imagine? I wouldn't want to tell people who I am because then the demand. If you don't, if you don't, you'd have the demand would be so ridiculous for you to save every life and right every wrong, and you could never please people. Well, and then if you didn't save somebody, then they would they would call you out for being exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. You're gonna do good. You should keep your face covered. Well, that's and and then also with the bad with the bad guys. I, to uh, Spider-Man's situation, right? Uh, then he has people in his life that he's worried that they'll go after. Oh, and you would have that to, too. Yeah, you'd right. have to worry about that. Right. Um, <sighs> CJ Donovan, quick question for the pod. What's up, Aries and Andy? I have a statement followed by a question. When you guys mention MJ, oh boy, this nigga that said, you will be talking about LeBron and MJ. When you guys mention MJ and compare him to the greats of today and the days of the past, I feel you move the goalposts. What? Why are you willing to excuse MJ for his douchebaggery and mention that a, that a great is only a great when you take into consideration the totality of the athlete? You seemingly quickly dismiss Kareem and his six rings because he was aloof and angry back in the day when MJ is not a nice person either. Uh, well, no, uh, sir. Um, MJ was media friendly at a time when the NBA media wise was really starting to blow up. Uh, MJ and cable came in kind of ushered at the same time, magic and magic and bird saved the NBA, but through the emergence of cable, Michael Jordan was able to take it to new heights. And he took advantage of that by making himself accessible Kareem didn't make himself accessible. He was aloof with the media. You know, he shunned the media. He was nasty with the media. Michael Jordan was never nasty with the media. And if you pay attention to The Last Dance, and I said this, one of the smart things about Michael, he knows when that camera's on what to do. When he was getting bombarded with questions about, Michael, are you coming back? And he, and he even said, you know, I'm tired of answering these same questions. Are you retiring? Are you retiring? Are you coming back? And at one point, the reporter asked him the question, same question in a different way to try to trick him up. You know what Mike did? Mike goes, I love you guys. Smile, ding. That beautiful smile from that then young, handsome fucking guy. That helps. 
That helps. Kareem when it was not like that. I told the story. Norm told me the story. When Kareem was in a restaurant and a dude came over and asked for an autograph with a pen and a pad, Kareem took the fucking pad and threw the shit across the restaurant. That's the difference. I got another difference too. Okay. Kareem was uh, won his first championship in Milwaukee. Okay. At a time where you couldn't get out of an NBA contract. You were basically the teams. Right. And they let him go. Right. So what does that tell you about his effect on when we're talking about basketball, overall <laughs> basketball, there's that's part of the of being overall basketball, how you uh, move through the NBA. He right. wasn't if he was everything. And let's listen, Kareem is in my top five. He's mm-hmm. my number one center. So it's of not, all centers of all centers. I, I know you like to give it to Shaq and I can't do that. Because you can't put you can't put him in the game at the end of the game, but yeah, he didn't have he didn't move the NBA it, with his talent, his greatness. He could he could he could have he could have and he chose not to. And not only that, when he went to the Lakers, the Lakers weren't winning until Magic showed up. Whereas Michael, I, I know this is where I can hear some people going, "Well, Michael didn't win <clears throat> until Scotty." Okay, yeah, you need a team, but. You know, well, I might be shooting myself in the foot with that one. Yeah, I don't think you are. There was a team had to be built. There was nothing there. And Jordan stayed and had that team built by the organization. I don't know that it, without Magic, Kareem wins. I think if you didn't put Scotty in there, somebody Scotty-like, I think Mike still wins a ring. You know, I guess the question is, could could Jordan make another Scotty? Because did Jordan make Scotty? I mean, Jordan, to a degree, Jordan didn't win without Scotty, right? But Scotty wasn't Scotty until he played with Jordan for there a few go. years. There you go. There Ma- you go. Magic was already Magic. Magic came in. There you go. Winning a championship out of high school, championship. This is what I say about Magic, which is so mind blowing to me. That motherfucker won on every level, championship in high school. Championship in college. Championship his first year in the fucking league. Who does that? Your rookie year without your center. I think Jordan is the greatest basketball player. If I'm drafting, my first pick is Magic. Mm. Because if I don't get Jordan, I can go get Kobe. Okay. Right. And I, you can't have Kobe and, and MJ on the same team. Because that doesn't work. Right. And another thing, Michael is not known for douchebaggery. Like, that's his constant personality. You might hear one or two isolated incidents, the chameleonaire incident, the incident recently with the kids. But for the most part, all the footage I've seen with Michael, taking pictures with kids in wheelchairs, uh, I have a Wish Foundation Michael's not more douchery than he is douchery. Kareem was known for being a douchebag. He was just known for being aloof. I wouldn't call him a douchebag. I mean, he did some... Well, when you take a fucking piece of paper that somebody asked for autograph, you throw it across the restaurant. You don't know how... Listen, I'm not trying to defend anybody for being an asshole, but we don't know that the guy who brought that paper up wasn't an asshole when he brought it up. That's true. We don't know. 
So I, I, I don't, I don't see from everything that I've heard about Kareem, even back then, I don't see him being an asshole unless someone w- came at him as kind of an asshole. I right. could see him saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Right. And the person continued to shove that paper in his face and I can right. see him throwing it. I don't know. I wasn't there, but you know, I, I also understand. I watch you. I watch you walk through this, you know, uh, through the, uh, when we go to cities, I mean, people, the, most people are respectful. Most. Yeah. But it only takes one asshole to ruin your day. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, I should even say it. It takes one asshole to ruin everyone else that wanted something from you that day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It can't take one asshole to ruin your dick, though. I know it's immature. It was unnecessary. Don't mean to cut you off, man, but we have to take a break. It's nothing personal. It's just business. Uh, the mayor of Kingstown, this is from my boy Dewan Curse out of Philly. The mayor of Kingstown, the offer and right hook, Ronald. What's up, fellas? Y'all make it hard to keep these emails short. First of all, if you don't have Paramount Plus, get it. It's worth the subscription. The mayor of Kingstown had me like, what the entire fuck? When white bitches get turned out on screen and sold to niggas for pimping, it makes me not want to keep say keep my pimp hand strong. Hot damn, that show had me on the edge with each episode. The offer. If you are a true fan of The Godfather, this show is an absolute must. I wish you guys had a way for all of us to live interact as you discuss it. A lot of the stuff you covered, I agree. And some, I have my own opinion. Either way, it was a great fucking show and brilliantly cast a must-see. Now for the main course, a loose cooch spit and right hook Ronald. Mm. Uh, how is this woman still breathing? She's giving up the gooch to anyone and everyone, got nasty and spit in this man's mom's face. All that bitch badge holders are going to come for me, but the but this BBB is turning into a BBD, uh, brutal beat down. Even if your worst, your mortal enemy's mom walked by, you gave her respect. And if she said something slick, you always respond in a kind with a no ma'am or yes ma'am. This nigga Ronald is a saint for only giving her two black eyes. That's my time. Keep your pimp hand. Ah, fuck it. Keep up. Uh, keep your damn spit in your mouth and you won't get two black eyes. Dwayne. Yeah. Aren't you going to compliment his penmanship? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was and, and it was, went, and it was multiple, multiple. And yes. he still got them all. It wasn't a here, he, here, he. <laughs> a scroll from... The deuce to one kiss. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it wasn't long. Um, and I don't know, because some of the bitch badge holders aren't against what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ba, 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 south of Sunset. Oof. Uh, William Johnson. So, Aries, I was wondering if you could talk about South of Sunset. I need the origin of that shit there. 1993, nigga. Boy, that, uh, what a time. What a time. My first TV show, hour-long action drama, shot on location all over L.A., slim, trim, six-pack, CBS, major television. It's getting $40,000 a week. Damn. If only that motherfucker made it. Damn. Show like that, five years, you good. It's a wrap. Oh, if it goes into syndication, oh, you're paid. Oh. 
I remember I, 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 and they aired again, only the one episode. When I tell you I had a fucking bag full of fan mail from one showing girls galore at primetime shit. Don't get me wrong. Mad TV, Saturday nights, Fox. That's one thing. Primetime on a Monday through Friday, eight to 10. Dude, what do they do with the other episodes? They're just sitting in a can somewhere? Yeah, sitting in a can. Bye-bye. You can't buy them? Nah. And that, matter of fact, I think you could go on YouTube and look up South of Sunset, and they'll show you a couple episodes. Uh, that budget was a million for a week. 1.4 week. The first day we shot was right on Rodeo in Beverly Hills. I remember getting out my trailer. I had to be there at 6 in the morning. The crowds that built, because we had an action scene, the dude was chasing me and shot out the car window with a shotgun. Squibs, guns, Beverly Hills, day, the fucking crowd, camera. Uh, That's why I say shooting in New York, on a city street in New York. Oh, my God. What was the other dude, Glenn? Glenn Fry from the Eagles. What, did you like him though when you were on it? Did you? He was a super nice, nice dude. So you guys got along? Yes, but couldn't act for shit. He was the downfall of that show. That and those three things worked worked against us. His attitude, the California fires, and being up against home improvement. We well, got murdered. And didn't they didn't they put your show the first episode wasn't it on against some sports event too? No, they uh they they advertised advertised us during the World Series. Okay. So we had all that attention. And then pfft, one episode gone. Fuck. Uh, who who saw even if it's not even if it wasn't great. Right. You don't cancel it after one episode unless someone You don't cancel it unless uh, unless y- Listen, yeah, you don't you don't curse out the network, you know you don't you don't raise hell against the fucking heads of the fucking studio. And he did that, yeah, man. Uh, and then so if it'd be one thing if he did that or if he didn't do that, and yeah, we still had the fires, we still got our asses kicked by Home Improvement. They give you a shot one one point four million dollar per episode. We did uh, uh, thirteen episodes. That you do the math on that. They don't want to throw that shit away. Of course they would have kept us going, even if we would have ran the first season and got canceled. But yeah, dude, you don't curse out the heads of the fucking network and think you're going, nah. So. But see, that's the difference too, because Glenn Fry didn't need the money. No. He didn't need the money. No. He said. He said, Hotel California. He said. But at least a young dude. I'm telling you, man, I've had the strangest fucking career. Um, but I will say, I, I thanked him for giving me uh, my first floor seat Laker tickets. I told you that, right? No. Yeah, he, he said, uh, he called me one day. He said, uh, you know, I got season seats to the Lakers floor. I can't make it tonight. You want to go? So hell yeah. And this is back at the forum. Magic. Um, and I, Ivan was with me. So this is the first time I've ever been to a professional game. Uh, Ivan's ever been to a professional game. And his stepdad was a Lakers fanatic he was so jealous him and his best friend would every time the lakers play would sit in front of tv with beers and they love the lakers so we go and it was the lakers versus the milwaukee bucks uh uh vin baker and i remember uh we're sitting on the floor and at one point me and him yelling like little kids yo magic get him with the hook shot hit him with the hook shot magic and magic went to the sky hook 
They went in, and when he backpedaled, he looked at us and went, I was like, yeah! <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, but yeah, Glenn was a super nice dude, man. Just, you know. It didn't work out. Didn't work out. And you know, the person who auditioned for his part that he was up against and almost got it, but they picked Glenn because he had the bigger name. I know you're not going to know this guy's name when I say it, but you'll know his character when I tell you. Clancy Brown. You don't know who that is, right? <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. He was the uh, guard who was going to throw Andy Dufresne off the roof. Really? And Andy told him about how to get the tax money. Yeah. He was up for that part. And I auditioned with him. And I and Clancy was dope, man. Clancy's solid. But he didn't have a name. Yep. Yeah, it was him or Glenn Fry. So that's Hollywood for you. They picked the fucking rock star who couldn't act over the guy who could act his ass off. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to showbiz. So everything changes if they go the other way. Oh, 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 oh. oh. my career. I'm the all shucks nigga. <laughs> my whole career has been all oh, shucks. God, if Damon Wayans, again, a guy who didn't need the money, if Damon Wayans didn't go, nah, fuck this. Fucking the underground, the sketch comedy show on Showtime. Because they wanted to renew it, they right? They wanted to renew it. But he didn't like something about the deal. And he was like, nah, fuck it. Oh, shucks. Dude, oh. But, but how many, honestly, though, and I'm not putting your aw shucks down towards anybody else's aw shucks. But isn't that a lot of, don't a lot of people have? Do you know other people that have similar situations to you or no? I know everybody experiences some, but it feels like I'm the poster boy for it. Yours feels personal. Personal, nigga. Jerry Maguire, I told you. I've made shit up. T- cut. Cameron Crowe. Tom Cruise. Yo. Bow. Daps me up. Renee Zellweger grabs my face. Mwah, kisses me. The shit I made up off the dome. Cut. Why, why, why do fools fall in love? I'm at the table. Me, Lorenz Tate, Vivica Fox. I'm Red Fox. I, I made some shit up. Fucking Vivica and Lorenz dying. The director, Gregory Nava. It's a dick. Cut. Oh, shucks. If I was on Saturday Night Live, pew, Mad TV. Oh, shucks. I'm not all shucks, nigga. Was that a, was that a rapping pew? Pew. Yeah. <laughs> Out of here. Um, that, this is Hollywood. But then you hear these stories. I think they said uh, George Clooney had a record. Uh, 40 pilots before ER. 40 failed pilots. And he was on Roseanne. And he was on Roseanne. So when it rains or hopefully it storms, uh, that's why I say, man, I wouldn't, this business, you got to be crazy to do this hey, shit. Dave, Dave Chappelle's still waiting. I mean, he had his own show, but I'm saying out of right. uh, the sitcoms, right. he's still waiting for his sitcom. He had a ton of. He had the one with Jim Brewer. Yeah. That one when he did with Jim Brewer. That they thought was going to go, but that right. was up against Home Improvement too, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about that. I remember he had told the one story about how uh, they were kept trying, the network kept trying to force a white character on the show. And he didn't he didn't want to do it. But they were forcing him. They were like, either take this character or we won't do your show. And he said, fuck it. See, I don't agree with that unless I was the white character. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Anthony N, Gemma Rival. 
What's up, y'all? I had to throw a dog fight in this with the IG models. Aries, I sent you his profile once on Instagram. But show Andy this chick and see what he thinks compared to Gemma. I personally think she's all the way around better. I'd be nervous about links. It says Instagram, right? Yeah. Should be all right, right? Yeah. Then you just hear all your money disappearing. Oh, shit. Who is this? Is that one right there. That one. Wait a minute. Face, though. You like the face? Not on that, fo- not on that photo, but I'm not going to judge this one. I don't like that. I, this is a hotter one to me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wow. She don't blow Gemma out the water. Nigga, ain't nobody going to replace Gemma, but goddamn. Ooh, yeah, I know you like that. Oh, hell yeah, I know you like that. Ooh, damn. She looks Latino, right? Yeah. Latino. Look at that. Yeah, I'm not mad at her. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. She doesn't look happy, though, in the face. <laughs> Most women don't when they know they got to give up the goods. Um, Gemma doesn't have tattoos, though, does she? No. I like tattoos, though. Do you really? Yeah, I do. Not the whole body covered, right? No, I like the arms. I don't, I hate, I hate tattoos on boobs, man. Yeah. Boobs don't need anything extra. Exactly. They came with boobs. How about on the ass? If it's something, all right, but it doesn't need to be there. Right. But <laughs> it, do, it doesn't need to be there. I like, I like the, I think arms look really good. Right. Okay. Uh, read one more. Uh, this dude sent me this email said Aries I love said but he stole this right from you this bit the bit I do about uh, the kid in the room the monate yeah the, you've heard my, me do that bit right white kid yeah yeah, yeah. it's very eerily similar uh, alright fuck I was trying to see uh, the rest of these are like fucking either Right Hook Ronald's What's Leftovers. Oh, that's, oh, no, that's, that's just yeah. different. Yeah, that's... Oh, wait, no. Oh, it just says, yeah, dude was asking me about getting tickets. Oh. Uh, yeah, the rest of these are like residuals from either Right Hook Ronald or the, the Riddle. Well, then I guess we're done. Yeah, I, I just was trying to squeeze out one more piece of doo-doo. Uh... There's no other IG model that competes with Gemma to you? I told you, man. Uh, uh, what's my girl's name? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Come on. This is my girl. I'm about to do with her like you did with the comedian. Uh, fuck me. And I love this broad, too. Oh, motherfucker. That's how much Gemma has eclipsed the competition. I love this broad, man. And I think Gemma could like eclipse something. Hey. She... She can block a lot of light. Oh, 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 A mirror dime. Oh, yeah, you told me her. A mirror dime, dude. I, I think that's more balanced for me. But she's tall, though. You can tell she's tall. And, it, and it's balanced, though. I like tall girls. Right. You just don't like women with sin bad body. No. It's just, it's just too much. A mirror dime. Oh, God, a mirror dime. Oh, you know what's funny? And I know a lot of the brothers, y'all know this one. Her name is Parsippany. I showed that to Andy in the car the other day when we were driving to the club this motherfucker used the word he said it's just unnecessary <laughs> this bitch was in a bikini titty meat 
everywhere and thick. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Parsippany. Ain't fat, just thick and voluptuous. This nigga said, it's just unnecessary. Wow. It's more than I can work. Oh, man. Sometimes you got to swim in it, play in it, live in it. Man, get lost in it. Oh, okay. I'm going to read from, from my girl, uh, not uh, B, not the one that we normally just B. Uh, B Jackson. Uh, nice and short. Uh, hus- uh, hustle episode. Uh, hey, y'all. Hey, Aries. So I'm six minutes, 16 seconds into the episode. And, uh, and already I have anxiety about this riddle. Yo, Andy, it's not that deep. White people will argue some shit to not be wrong, no matter how ridiculous they sound. LOL, damn. It's a riddle. Either you understand it or you, Andy, don't. Anyway, back to the show. Hugs and kisses. Love y'all, B. Okay, this is it. I already said that the Aries, that's the answer to the riddle. I've said that. I don't agree with the riddle. I think it's poorly written. I don't know what's so hard about that. And because you agree with the riddle, you think it's right. But I don't agree with the way it's written. It says X and then it says lose. That's a problem. It's mm. it's a problem. And how do you know when you read a riddle, it's supposed to give you an it's supposed to it, you can come to a conclusion by the riddle. I don't know that he didn't get in a car accident. His girl broke up because his girl was fucking uh uh maybe his girl was fucking right hook Ronald. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he's pissed. He gets into a car accident and then he loses his job. And because of that, he loses his house. I, there's no, the riddle doesn't answer the questions that need to be answered for me to be able to answer the question. So right. that's it. Now, am I arguing it? I already said Aries, that's the right answer. According to the riddle. I don't agree with it though. That's the, there's a difference. Mm. Who's this? Well, you have That's the same girl. That's the same one from. Yeah. That uh, we just went to. I liked her. Uh, that looked like a, she, looked like she had nice feet too. But that looked like what she was wearing was like a, a white tie. Uh, Ooh, look at that camel toe. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> you like the outer preview. Oh, Jesus Christ. Man, I'm telling you. Listen, hats off to you guys that are faithful. I, I, one day I want to grow up. Uh, but Jesus, I tell you, man. If you really only get one go around at this, why would you do this to yourself? One. Just one. Man, it should not be made to feel one moan, hear one moan, feel one gyration, experience one shade, one areola size, one nipple length. We don't. You experience what you experience, and then you make a decision based on what's good for your life. Okay, that's you. Okay, that's an adult way of looking at that. <laughs> God, what's your favorite food? Your favorite food, like something you just love. You know, pasta or pizza would probably be my favorite food. Okay, let's say pasta. Is there a certain kind like spaghetti and meatballs, lasagna, Alfredo? Let's just go spaghetti and meatballs, just because I know where you're going. All right, every day and that's it don't you just won't you go crazy i say that it's like it's like a buffet like marriage is still life is a buffet and then marriage is you get to go to the buffet and you get to look at everything everybody else is eating 
You get and to you smell it one dish, but you have to eat that same thing for the rest of that it. That defeats the whole purpose of a buffet. Make sure that you've been to the buffet enough that you know what you can live with for the rest of your life eating. Wow. You hear that, Dick? <laughs> what can we live with? <sighs> you know, you don't have to be in any relationship whatsoever. You can live your whole life without that's a, being that's, in a that's, relationship. That's such a cruel existence. You know, like there's pros and cons to both. Ain't nothing like new pussy, the excitement. But there's a comfort in old socks. I mean, if you got a piece of pussy that's your old socks, that's comforting. I, I'm not going to disagree with you about it because who who would want to open up their gifts on Christmas and all their presents with something they already had? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New wrapping, but the same. Same thing. thing. It's not like it's not a new one of those. It's right. the it's the old one that you had, just rewrapped and given back to you. Right. I, I understand the premise, but if you really like it, you're going to be happy that it's returned to you. Right. I don't know, man. Okay. I'm just in a good space. All right. All right. Uh. Uh. Dates. Oh, dates. Listen, guys. Oh, this is. I got to go back in time. So, oh, and before you do the dates, to give you guys a heads up, because I think that's what we want to try to get in the rhythm of doing now. Um, July 29th, and, and there's two things, uh, one of which Andy brought to my attention. It's a it's a series on Showtime produced by Nas about the, the drug dealing dudes. You know the name of it? Mm-mm, I don't know the name of it. I'm sorry. I forgot. But I can look it up. Yeah, because please. I, because while sent, you're looking that up, I'll tell them about the one I do know. July 29th on Showtime is a documentary about New York City, uh, street New York City point guards. And it's called New York City Point Gods. Man, this preview, we will be talking about this. And I love that title because it's, I think it's called a double entendre. There's more than one meaning. Like New York City Point Gods, like is in New York slang. Yo, what up, Kent? Yo, what up? Yo, Tariq, what up, God? Yo, what's up, God? So they're playing on the street vernacular that's New York City. New York City point gods. But they also mean gods in the biblical sense. Like, these dudes were gods, man. That fucking title is dope. Uh, And when you say it, New York City gods, sounds like some shit a Bostonian would say. Hey, did you see that fucking documentary on Showtime? about the basketball guys, it's fucking incredible. They're fucking the greatest New York City point guards. My name's Bobby Patterson, by the way. You got to see it. New York City point guards, July 29th on Showtime. I haven't found it. You haven't found it? No. But the thing I'm, the Andy was talking about that he can't find is a 10-part series. And it's about uh, two dudes out of New York, drug dudes. Um, why don't you just look up Showtime? Yes, I can. Yeah, you yeah, just put in Showtime documentaries. That's you can even probably put Showtime documentary Nas and it'll come up. I promise. Showtime documentary Nas. I'm telling you, Andy, I'm I know I'm right, dog. You do it. Nah, fuck that. You got you got the phone in your hand. Yeah, but you said probably and so it put in probably when I was doing it. Oh, I fucked you up. You didn't fuck me up, it just did it. And this uh, email episode is the second week, right? Showtime documentary Nas. 
<laughs> what happened? You started talking again. Oh, so shut the fuck up. Showtime documentary, Nas. Uh, Supreme Team. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Supreme Team. It's called Supreme Team. And it's July 29th on Showtime. I'm telling you, these are going to be two great watches. And, you know, I, 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 I stumbled on, I didn't even know there was a documentary. I'm telling you, man, Showtime is not fucking around uh, of Mike's and Men, the series about the Wu-Tang. I saw episode one the other day. I'm going to jump back on that. That shit was dope. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know. I haven't seen it all the way through, but I know it's good. Okay. Um, dates. Oh, dates. Damn. Okay. So you uh, are listening to this hopefully on the 14th, and that's the same week. Aries is in Kansas City the 15th through the 16th with Gerard Guillory. And then we'll we'll be back reunited uh, the 21st. We united and it feels so good. 21st through the 24th we'll be at the Blue Room Comedy Club <laughs> in Springfield, Missouri. <sighs> And then the 28th through the 30th, we're at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. So I play the game. You don't play the game that way. Don't play the game. I'm just a country boy from North Carolina. Break. And then August 4th, I will be at Mike Drop Comedy in San Diego, where they're giving me a one night to headline. So if you could come out, I'd appreciate it. But if you can't and you want to see both of us, we'll be there from the 5th through the 7th uh, at Mike Drop Comedy in San Diego. Good friends of ours. Open a club. Please come out and support. Support their club no matter what. If you can, if you're in the San Diego area. Um, August 11th through the 14th, the Chicago Improv that's ironically in Schaumburg. And August 18th through the 20th, we'll be at the Stress Factory in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay. So instead of a musical guest uh, for this one, uh, we're going to play... Artie's joke, um, which is a good joke. So strap in, boys and girls. Oh, before I even do that, just ask your opinion about something or ask you what you might think it is. So did you see the post I put up about the Quentin Tarantino movies? Yeah. And I said, of these movies, which one didn't contain the word nigga? Uh, and it was Inglorious Bastards, Kill Bill, Hateful Eight, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Django. Uh, the last one with Brad de, Pitt. De, uh, no, that's a Glorious Bastards. No, no, there's oh, oh, it's the other one with Brad Pitt. What other one? Brad Pitt's in it, and so is uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, oh, Once Upon a Time, time in, in Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. and Death Proof, or Death, whatever that was. Do you know which one didn't contain the work? It's either Death Proof or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's only Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the one. I didn't think Death Proof had it either. I didn't think Kill Bill had it. I didn't think Reservoir Dogs had it. And everybody that wrote in went, nope, they yeah, all no, had it. I knew those had it, but I, I wasn't I didn't sure know about that. Death Proof because I haven't seen that in so long. I, I can't imagine Kurt Russell saying it, so I don't know who said it. No, in. it was uh, uh, um, Sidney Poitier's daughter Okay, who's in the movie. And one of the points uh, that someone made was... And, you know, this all sometimes bothers me when black people do this. One brother said, hey, man, people see it in real life, so why not in the movies? I don't care. 
Look about all the black people that he employed, whatever. But then one person made a great point. It was like, like in the movie Pulp Fiction, he says it eight times about dead nigger storage when they shot Phil yeah. Lamar. And they went, did you need it? You couldn't have, you couldn't have done that moment without dead nigger storage. You needed to say that. I told you, and I, and I stick with this. That scene was one of the most awkward scenes in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel right. It didn't even feel like he was saying it in a way that he would really say it if he was right. the character, which could be just accounted for bad acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't necessary. Somebody said, you know, it's clear he has a thing for feet and the N-word. Like, he, he has a thing for feet and niggas. Like, he just wants to say it. He's, he's infatuated with that word. I think other... Okay, first of all, in, in Django, do, right. you, do you notice it? I mean, obviously, you notice it. <laughs> but, but, I mean, do you notice it being out of character? No, it's dealing with slavery. But so it, it fit. Like, I never... Absolutely but fits. It, but when you say in Pulp Fiction, that one scene, it didn't fit. It, it didn't fit. It, it stood out. But what? But this is where I'm going. He has to have an affinity for this word. Every fucking movie. Well, the last. You're one. finding a place for every movie. Well, the last movie you did, you just said he didn't put it Once in. Right. Uh, I, but with the characters that he played in, um, what's the other one? Um, damn it. Jackie Brown. Isn't that one? Yeah. Isn't, is it out of place in that? No, because of the conversation for where it is, the conversation between Chris Tucker and Sam Jackson. So can you can you define it that it's his it's how he writes that he would feel that this conversation was going on? The only time I feel it was added unnecessarily is when he says it in, in him himself in, in Pulp Fiction. Right. And I don't know if it's because it, the acting wasn't good. Right. And I'm going to say I didn't think he was the best actor in his movie. OK, but. It's the way that it was written. I don't know. I, I like. I go back to Django because that's the most I think it's ever been said in a right. movie. And, right. But I never went. I never. And you do go. Damn, that's a lot. The saying it, but but given what it is, is it, fits. It, it fit. It did. It never right. felt like it. it right. So. Okay. I, I think the movie would have been weirder. If they tried not to do it. <laughs> right. And and then but the and then the character. Um, what's the face? What's, what's the lead actor in John Travolta? No, in Pulp Fiction. No, no, not in Pulp Fiction. In uh, Django. Oh, Jamie Fox. Yeah, Jamie Fox's character wouldn't have been, uh, wouldn't have had the same bravado, right? The same. You wouldn't have got the intensity that you had without without that, right? So I, I'm. It would. How about this? Let me ask you this question. Then let me ask you this question. Would it be better in these movies if he had a co-writer? And then they would go, okay, well, the co-writer put well, it in. Well, no, because you wouldn't know who his co-writer was. Exactly. <coughs> right. But he's writing to the character. And again, the only time I felt the character that he was writing to that was out of place was his. Do you think he says it because it makes him feel and look cool? I don't like know. I'm a white guy who gets to say, nigga, my movies are cool anyway. So this adds a layer to my coolness. I, I have the joke that I, I have it in there. And I don't feel cool saying it. I feel almost, I feel almost, uh, it, that works against me. Like I, you mm-hmm. know how uncomfortable that makes right. me even before. But your whole joke is predicated on the awkwardness of it. Yeah, but I, I didn't write it for that reason. I wrote it because. No, the, but if, yeah. like we're just saying about the Django, it fits. Okay. Contextually, it fits. The joke is about an awkward moment. So you're not supposed to be cool. 
But I, I don't know. So I'm just saying, I don't know. I think he, I, I, I have no idea why his, I think he tries to capture a, the character of the, of the character. I, I don't, of the personality of the character. I don't know. Right. All right. This, that's just oddly convenient to me. It is, but if he, if you don't notice it, but it fits the character, and when I say you don't notice it, it doesn't seem out of context for the character, then how can you put that on him? Mm. Right. I wouldn't do it that way. I got to be <laughs> honest. I wouldn't. <laughs> right. But I'm not, uh, I don't know why he does it. It's a, it's a, has anybody ever asked him in an interview? No, no, but I did see an interview where it was, you know, I guess they were promoting uh, Pulp, was it Pulp Fiction? No, Django. And, you know, it's Sam Jackson, him, uh, Jamie, Jamie Foxx, and Leonardo, and they're all sitting in director's chairs. And somehow it got brought up and Sam Jackson, they kind of looked at Sam to justify it, but Quentin did all the talking and it looked awkward. It looked awkward. It looked like Jamie and Sam were like, we've been cast. We got paid. He's a powerful director. Don't harm, no foul. It felt awkward. But when I when I think about that movie and I think about Leonardo's character, yeah. and there's a conversation that takes place with Leonardo who was uncomfortable with yeah. it at first. And so that's very meaningful when you see right. that part. But Leonardo and, and Jamie Foxx's character don't work without that kind of conversation going between the two of them. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm sticking on one film because one, this one is the most it was said, but I think it's very right. obvious that it fits into the, the characters. But right. that's what makes, the word doesn't make it, the conversation makes it. And you can't get angry with Leonardo the way that you get angry with him without it. Listen, once the director yells action and I'm looking at that final product, Fucking, I, I, listen, the man's movies are amazing. I'm just going, when it's every fucking movie, there's something deeper going on with you in that word. Uh, I don't, the one that I say that I, it's, it's, it's Pulp Fiction. It doesn't feel, no, it doesn't no, feel. Re like, Res Reservoir Dogs was nigga storage. Pulp Fiction was uh, Jeremy no. Stoltz talking about, Having you keep the my, his drugs and niggas like my, I don't sell that cheap shit. If you go down to blah 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 for to get the niggas, he that's Jeremy Stoltz in Pulp Fiction no. when they're trying to put the needle in the chest. Dead nigga storage is Reservoir Dogs. No, it's oh not. No, no, you're it's right, not. you're right. It's when uh, John right. Travolta right. blows the head off of. Uh, uh, oh well, then even more to the fucking point, Eric Stoltz says it too. In that in that scene, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, when he's telling John Travolta about his drugs, my quality of drugs, you go down to the niggas for that. You don't come here for that. I don't sell that cheap shit. So yeah, there you go. Even more. I think that one's out of character in that one movie. That one movie, I could definitely right. say. I saw it and I went that if you notice it so much that it takes you out of the movie, then it wasn't done right. Then it wasn't needed. Right. And that's how I felt in that in that one. But in the other ones, I'm not. I can't say the same thing. Right. All right, y'all. Uh, Here's the Artie Lang joke. Uh, enjoy this great nigga joke. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't how I wanted that to come off at the end, by, by the way. 
White guy said, nigger, listen, white guys, we are still not allowed to say that fucking word. Not in public, man. I don't give a shit how many hit records that Eminem prick has. We can't say the N-word in public, and I found out the fucking hard way. I'm playing street basketball. Nine black guys in me. The whole fucking game, here's what they're saying to each other. I'm open, nigga, shit, nigga, what the fuck, nigga, throw the ball, nigga, pick and roll, nigga, pick and roll, nigga, shit, nigga, on the line, nigga, what the fuck, nigga, hit my arm, nigga, it's a foul, nigga, shit, nigga, I'm open, nigga, shit, nigga, what the fuck, nigga, bounce pass, nigga, bounce pass, nigga, shit, nigga, I'm open, nigga, shit, nigga, what the fuck, nigga, I'm open, nigga, shit, nigga, goddamn, nigga, what the fuck, nigga, shit, nigga, I'm open, nigga, shit, nigga, goddamn, nigga, shit, nigga, I'm open, nigga, shit, nigga, what the fuck? myself and I wasn't getting the ball and I was open <laughs> so you know in a moment of silliness I said I'm open nigger shouldn't have said it twice. I think the first time they might have thought they were hearing things, but the second nigger pretty much confirmed it. And it wasn't a cool way to say it, the way Nelly says it with an A at the end, like nigga. It was that real goofy white guy way where the ER's real pronounced, like, I'm open nigger. In case you didn't hear me, fellas, I said nigger. It was so fucked up. It felt like I was saying it in slow motion. Like, like that professor on Bugs Bunny who's on ether, you know? It felt like I was going. I'm. of racial slur of all time. You say the N-word, man, and everything fucking stops.
Thanks for listening to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Aries Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!